I believe we are Evan and Jellyfish. Hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the Salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see. The views, <laughs> opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach. Dave Dobbenmeyer. Well, I'm kind of excited now. I guess I'm always somewhat excited, but I get to go speak to the seniors today at uh, Worthington Kelborn High School, which is a large suburban high school just a little bit north of Columbus, uh, affluent, relatively an affluent. Uh, they were the affluent neighborhood before uh, Dublin took off, before uh, Powell took off. It's a, it's a great, uh, great, uh, group of kids, high school seniors. It's a class called radical political science. And it's been, class has been in existence for like 25 years at both Thomas Worthington high school and Worthington Kilbourne, two high schools. And I get a chance every year I get invited to come and speak. I've been able to ever since uh, the year, since I got sued by the ACLU year 2000, I got invited to come and speak at, at uh, both of the schools. Today's the day that I get to speak to probably three, there'll be three classes. Some of them will be combined. So they'll probably be, I'll probably speak to 150, 200 seniors today. And I usually leave uh, extremely dejected and depressed because I see what the future is, knowing that these kids are going to be the ones who are, uh, they're going to go to the Harvards and the Yales and the, you know, the, these are our leaders. And to understand uh, really how, uh, number one, how shallow their depth of understanding of America is. And number two, <clears throat> how shallow their depth of understanding of Christianity is. Those two things combined are golly, 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 golly. If you guys could go and see it, you would be, uh, you would be really, really amazed. So I get to, so as soon as the show's over, I got to go, got to go do that. Really, really enjoy it. Uh, they have, they have Bill Ayers. Remember Bill Ayers, the guy who, uh, uh, Bernadine Dorn, the Weather Underground, that Bill Ayers, he comes and speaks to uh, radical political science. And I've been trying to twist their arm for a couple of years. And let that mean Bill Ayers come in at the same time. <laughs> I'd love to, I'd love to sit there and tear everything down. He believes right in front of him, but um, uh, yeah, you know, they haven't been able to, that wouldn't be fair. He travels all the way down. He ought to get to have his, his own time. He comes from Chicago, Obama guy. He's one of the guys who got Obama started. So the radical political science, uh, you're allowed to come. I'm allowed to go and share the gospel, which I will today. Openly share it. Talk about Jesus. Lift up that name. Get to do it. But as you guys know, I do it in a I do it in a aggressive, competitive, Coach Dave. I'm going to kick your butt fashion. And it's 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 fun to watch the reaction. The girls are stunned, and the guys don't know what to do. And it always happens at the end of the. I wish I could film just this part of it. At the end of the class, when the bell rings and the students get up and they leave. I'm immediately surrounded by a group of men, young men, immediately. It's like they want to come up. There's like something radiating off of me that they want to, they want to get a suntan off of me, if you know what I'm talking about. Because what, what they hear, masculine Christianity, so resonates in them. They don't hear it. They don't understand it. But there's something about it. When they hear it, they think, wow. And they just want to come. I'm it's, it's amazing. So I, I, I'm, I'm excited about that, a chance to go do that today. And uh, uh, 
I think yesterday's show was a was a best of. We don't have best ofs here, but if we were to have best ofs, it it really was. What right? What is the nature of God really? What is what is the nature of God? We could go on and on and on about that, and uh, led to some great ministry afterwards. And you know, folks, it's about changing lives. This I, I don't want this show just to be a show. Just be a show. And I come to realize <clears throat> more and more every day that uh, we are um, as crazy as this sounds. We are, we are a fellowship. We are, uh, we are, we're a fellowship. And I uh, heard from several people who actually picked up the phone and called other people yesterday after the show, spoke to them personally about some stuff was going on. And, and uh, that has to happen. But we have to also uh, be cognizant of the, <clears throat> of the, of the fact that uh, this is a, in some, wa- some ways a public forum. Meaning, you don't know who's listening. It would be nice if it was just me and some of my friends sitting around the living room discussing issues. That would be great. But it's not. And, and so we have to be very, very, very sensitive to that and understand that in the process of sharing what's going on in our lives and our hearts, like, man, I'm not going to say who it is. Everybody was in the queue yesterday, knows who I'm talking about. When said, been smoking pot for a 50 years, was it? She said, I've been smoking pot for 50 years and you inspired me to give it up. And I haven't get, you know, I've been making excuses for why it's okay. And, you know, that kind of stuff takes courage, man. It takes courage. But we have to also realize that it uncovers, you uncover yourself. And I want to, I want to, I want to guard against uncovering innocent individuals. If you want to come in and air your, uh, some of your own struggles, that's good. That's good. But it becomes uh, uncomfortable for me when uh, we come in and we begin to air dirty laundry and it involves other people. And the only reason that that bothers me is because um, they're not there to defend themselves. There's two sides to every story, right? We all know that. And that's why the Bible teaches us, and this is the hardest thing for us to do. If you've got a problem... You don't post it. If you have a problem with a brother or sister, you don't post it on Facebook. You do what? You pick up the phone and you call them. You send them a personal text message. You send them a personal email. You don't send out a group text about what so-and-so said and -and so-and-so did. You go to them one-on-one. And if that doesn't get you some satisfaction then you get a buddy to go with you because it's a witness that you went to them and you, you spoke the truth to them. You now have that witness. And if they continue to, uh, they continue in that, whatever it is, that sin, continue in that behavior, then the Bible's very, very clear. Folks, listen to this. The Bible's very clear that you take it to the church. Remember, the scripture says it would have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. So if I have a problem with my brother, I don't first go to the church. I don't go to Facebook and tell everybody about him. I don't do that. I call that person. That's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Listen, if I have a problem with Randy Lunsford, I don't call Mark Trump about Randy Lunsford. Now, hang on. I might call Mark Trump about Randy Lunsford. Hey, you know, this is 
you know what I'm saying, and say, hey, Mark, I have this issue I have to deal with. How do you suggest I go about but I don't call Mark Trump and say, hey, hey, Mark, you know what's been going on with Randy? And Randy's been doing this. and hey, hey, Mark, will you, will you help me? Will you help me? Uh, no, no. I do that a lot. I call somebody. I have, I, hey, I'm like everybody else. I have ones I trust the council more than others. And I say, how should I handle this situation? I don't want to go into all the details, but how should I handle it? And, and the multitude of many counselors is great wisdom. And then after I get the, the, the advice from them, I take it through the filter of the Holy Spirit, and then I'm obligated to do something that is not very much fun, and that's pick up the phone and say, boom. And what do you mean, Michelle? Practice what I preach. Michelle, you've been reaching out to me, and I want to tell you something. Some of the things that you've been sending me are gossip and backbiting, dear. Huh? You sent me one yesterday that's gossip and backbiting. So, Michelle, I do How practice. How is it gossip and backbiting? Michelle, you say we I should try and reach out and Shut her down. Shut her down. I do practice what I preach, Michelle. That's what you don't get. So once the problem occurs, then I go to the person. And if it doesn't work, then I take a friend with me. And then I'm obligated by the scriptures to say something about it publicly. That's the, way, that's the way it rolls. Boom. And I want you to know this, that uh, I do the best that I can. If you share something with me in private, I do my best to keep it in private. I do, hey, sometimes I may tell my wife, because I got to bounce it off of somebody. But she and I have a bond that she ain't going to go blow the horn and tell everybody else. I want you to know that's how we operate here, okay? That's how we operate. And I will not expose somebody uh, publicly, unless they deserve it. So uh, I just want to encourage all of you. It's good. Folks, most people know, you know this. If you are in a fellowship, if you are in a church fellowship, then you probably don't have anybody in there that you can share your deepest issues with because you're not sure it will stay with them, right? You're not sure it will stay with them. It's backbiting. So uh, I don't know how I got on that other than I got a lot of feedback from, from yesterday's show regarding the after show, and it was all good. But I think at the same time we have to make – am I making sense? I, I hope – I don't care. I'm trying to make sense. I hope, as they say. Yes, you are. That you, that, you pick, that you pick up what I'm laying down. That's what I would hope, okay? So yesterday – I love yesterday's show. Uh, listen, I think, we're, I think we're too much love gospel. I think it's a dis, uh, it's an imbalanced view of uh, our Heavenly Father. And uh, unfortunately, a guy like me, you know, folks, I made the determination a long time ago. I don't know if you've picked up on this. As one guy told me one time, I can tell the story about a dog that will make a cat cry. I have the gift of motivation, inspiration. It's a gift. I'm not patting myself on the back. It's a gift that I do the best I can to exercise that gift. I do. But, but at the same time, uh, I, I could have I made a living as a motivational speaker. I, I really believe I could have I I spent my whole life going into churches and singing a happy message about uh, how much God loves you and he wants you to be. And, you know, I could motivate you about uh, five steps to success. I, 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 I could do that. <laughs> 
that, that wasn't the path I chose. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the anointing that was put on me. It wasn't the path that I chose. And uh, so when I get, when I get an opportunity to, to get in front of a group of people, like I did the other night with the resistance chicks, and I thank them for that, people are shocked because they never hear it. They never hear it. And then they have to go home and process it. So yesterday I get on and I was on the masculinity kick or whatever the heck I was on and the nature of God. What is the nature of God? And people need time to process it. But do you think a church would open the door and let me come and talk like that in their church? Well, of course not, right? So there are trade-offs and everything we do, we have to, we have to realize that there are trade-offs. You have to follow your conscience and follow your heart and follow your the Holy Spirit, and do what you believe to be the truth, which is what I wrote about today, if I get a chance. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let uh, Myra pray us in, and then uh, I've got somewhere I want to try, to try to take you today. Before, go ahead, Myra. Uh, listen, if anybody right now, I'm going to do this five-minute segment. If anybody wants to comment on anything from yesterday, go ahead and do it right now. After Myra's prayer, go ahead and put your hand up, and we'll get that done, then I'll move on. Go ahead, Myra. We'll do, Coach. Good morning, Saints. It's good to see the huddle. 1 John 2.27, King James Version. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to coach Dave Heidel and lead on to all truth. Proverbs 16.9, King James Version, A man's heart deceiveth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Amen. Romans 8.32, King James Version, He that spread not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not him also freely give us all things? 1 John 3.10, King James Version, In these the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness, is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Revelation 21, 8, King James Version. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and humongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Amen. We read in John three fifteen two. 17 King James Version, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I release the anointed that breaks the joke of sin unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let the games begin. Let the games begin. Hey, Spencer, pull up there for me that uh, I want to start jump off right here. It says balls. It's a standalone email, essentially. It says balls on it. I don't know if you guys have been following this Madison Cawthorn or not, but he's the guy who, Madison Cawthorn's the one who talked about everything that was going on, you know, 
orgies and all that kind of stuff. So then Kevin McCarthy, the uh, the Republican uh, majority leader, came out and boy, he slapped him down. Said, "You better get your mind right." Basically, cool hand, Luke. Better get your mind right, boy. Uh, and Mass and Call responded yesterday. See, this is how you do it. He said yesterday, the reason GOP leader Kevin McCarthy is so upset about me saying a bunch of my Republican colleagues are doing drugs and going to the orgies is because he's one of the biggest offenders. (laughs) I have personally seen him doing cocaine and hitting on 22-year-old staffers. Now, folks, is that a boom? Is that a boom or not? See, kind of stuff that has to happen. This is the kind of stuff that men do. Real men do this kind of thing. Need to pray for Madison Coffin. I can tell you that. He he is he smacked a a, a hornet's nest if there ever was one. Let me let me see see. Um oh yeah, okay. Uh I got yes, okay, good. Have you guys noticed? Uh, you know, we did the we did the abortion thing the other day with all the babies being being uh, uh, aborted. Showed all that stuff. And have you, have you guys noticed? The, you can you know what the face is the federal access to clinic entrances law is. That is a federal law that if you somehow impede, block, prohibit in any way. Keep a woman from going in to kill her baby. That is a federal offense. Now, isn't it amazing? It is to me that the federal access to clinic entrance law carries sentences up to 25, 30 years of imprisonment for protecting a baby from being murdered by his mother. Sounds satanic to me, Coach. Now, hang on, Vinny. They pull out every stop they can to continue to protect the murder of children, by the way, which is nowhere in the U.S. Constitution. It's a made-up penumbra. The killing of babies is not an articulated right in the Constitution. Do you understand that, don't you, friends? And to see that they now make federal laws to throw into prison people who violate something that's not even a law. Now, listen, did they try, were there any face violations charged for anybody trying to prevent me from going to church or going into the hospital or going to get food? At what point does killing a baby take precedence over my right to visit my mom in the hospital. Do you see how convoluted we are? Now, have you you noticed with everything that's going on in the world, how hard the FBI today and the Department of Justice today is still trying trying to prosecute January 6th offenders? as opposed to what went on with BLM. See, folks, the Lord hates injustice. He hates it. The Lord hates it. And if the Lord hates injustice, then I think that means I should hate injustice. But we don't. We don't. There is no kickback or pushback by the church. 
None. All oh, there are, wait a minute, Christians show up. The Jack McCarthy's of the world, the Bobby Lee's of the world, they show up, but the church rejects them. The church rejects them. Bobby Lee goes out on the street, tries to protect the unborn baby, and the church gets mad at him about it. They don't want anything to do with it. They call him names. And and others go, Mark Harrington and his crew, they go and try to protect unborn babies, and the church calls them radical whatevers. And Jeff Klein raises up Christian people and goes to the school board meetings to try to get the schools to do the right thing. And the pastors say they shouldn't be doing that. They're radicals. They're making Jesus look bad. We're not supposed to judge. We're supposed to be kind. We're supposed to reach out. You see the deception? Piggybacking on what we talked back yesterday. Do you see the deception? Woe to those who call good evil and evil good. Rescuing a baby from murder is not evil. It's not evil. Going to a school board meeting and pushing back against the gay agenda in your local schools, pastors, is not evil. That is good. And we can't even recognize the difference between the two. The church the, the church has lost the ability to recognize good from evil. They believe judging, bad. Tolerance, good. Is, is anybody picking up what I'm saying out there? You see the confusion that we're wrapped up in? Murdering a baby's okay. Judging somebody for doing a whole, oh, no, not Christian, not Christian. Praying for the end abortion, good. Standing up and speaking against it, oh, bad. Do you see the confusion? And so we're in the mess that we're in today because why? Our churches, our leadership is giving us a perverted version of what a Christian is supposed to do. Boom. That's the whole mess that we're in. The love, the sin. Sinner, hate the sin. Of course, you love the individual, but you fight like, pardon my French, hell against that agenda. Of course, you feel bad about the woman who goes in to kill her baby because whatever reason, she couldn't afford it, she was drunk, whatever. Of course, you feel bad about that, but not to the point of saying, it's okay to kill the baby. Not, not to that point. But that's the confusion we find ourselves in. And women, you know how I know abortion? You know how I know abortion is so, so dastardly? Because women are ashamed to talk about it. When it's all over and it's all said and done, they are guilt-ridden the rest of their lives because they know the truth. Innately, they know the truth. And here we are, the purveyors or the defenders of all that is good and all that is righteous. And we have elevated the feelings of the sinner above the righteousness of God. Do you understand that, friends? Do you understand that we have put the feelings of the individual sinner? Don't judge, be kind, don't call names. We've put 
the love of the individual sinner above our love and fealty and to Almighty God. We love the Lord your God with all of your heart, not the sinner. Don't love the sinner with all of your heart. Love the Lord with all of your heart. And if you love the Lord with all of your heart, then you will know how to direct your approach to the sinner. We're taught in American society that love the sinner. Love the sinner. No, 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 no. You love the Lord. You love the Lord. And that will, in fact, determine how you reach out to the sinner. Oh, man, I'm... Thank you, Lord. Uh, let's jump in here real quick. I, I got something I want to I want to read to you. I'm going to start at the bottom. No, I'll start at the top. Lisa, go ahead. Lisa, uh, then. 26-year-old Cawthorn loving the Lord up there. That's and, right. And he he's really exposing all the blackmail that their votes are really yeah. geared towards what, what they're being blackmailed about. We're this Katanji Brown could be the deciding vote on Heller. Uh, our guns could be taken away. Our free speech could be taken away. So, you know, when the church doesn't care, maybe maybe they're going to care now. Yeah, well, uh, amen. And by the way, what's, what's Kevin McCarthy going to say now? When he, when Matthew Cawthorn called him out by name. By the way, a very Christian thing to do, I would say. Absolutely. Very Christian thing to do. Amen. God bless Matthew Cawthorn. Jeff now go, then Dale. Yeah, on Friday when I preached at the city council, the last public comment, I made this statement that the pastors would protect the children inside the building, but they will not protect the children in the government schools. And afterwards, the mayor came over and talked to me and have it on video and say, Jeff, we can't do a thing. And on and on. I mentioned the the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, we can write bills to change things. And he says, no, he, he claimed that the city is nothing but a little peon. You yeah. can't do a, anything. Well, it's the easiest way to do it. it the easiest thing is to, de- is to deflect responsibility. I'm with you, but it's their fault. I'm with you, but it's their fault. I would do it, but they won't let me. That's, that's, that's the way, that's where cowards hide. They all come in. Brother, you know, yesterday's show when it was talking about what is the nature of God, brother, that stirred me so much. I just continued all through the day. I asked that question last night before we start prayer, normally about a five minute little, uh, you know, sermonette, I guess. But and I asked that question and got these responses. But I told him, I said, the nature of God is a holiness that is so holy. Amen. That it, it turned its back on its son, Jesus Christ. When sin was placing upon it, I said, it's, God's nature is not love because in the scripture it says there's a time for love and there's a time to hate. <laughs> Don't say that, opposite, buddy. The opposite of love is hate. Can God hate? Yes, he can. I said, so therefore that's not his nature. I said, but holy. I said, what's the opposite of holy? Unholy. Can God be mm-hmm. unholy? I said, no. I said, listen. He has called us unto a holiness. He says, I am holy. Be there. You be holy. Brother, when we can get to the point where we won't even look upon sin as God turned his back on his son, then we will understand 
what the nature of God is. I got they you, Dale. I'm, brother, I'm, it was dead, dead silence in the room. Yep, People's yep. jaw dropped because we were about to enter prayer. How do you enter prayer under that term? Mm. <laughs> I love it. Bobby Lee, come on in there. Yeah, Reggie just said something that sparked uh, my thought processes. Consider that you can go to jail for 30 years for blocking an entrance. They're no longer abortion slaughters in my mind. They're, they're state-sanctioned sacrificial temples. Ultimately, that's right. what they are. We're they re- are. repeating the days of the Aztecs undercover. They are, Bobby. And, you know, slow awakening, rude awakening. It's, it's coming, man. Jason, come on in there, man. Good to see you this morning. Got to unmute yourself, bud. Hey, Coach. Hey, Jason. That uh, meeting Tuesday night, man, that was uh, that was something else. That was manly, wasn't it, Jason? That was I, – I thought you were getting ready to make a whip out of cords. <laughs> but, but, you know, I pray that way in my own life. I say, Lord Jesus, if there's something in me that you need to flip over – Make that whip out of cords. Make me pure. Yes, sir. Flip over them tables. We don't even talk that way anymore, Jason. Folks, Jason's got a uh, great testimony. I'm going to have him on here uh, one day next week. Uh, just just met him the other night at the Resistance Chicks event. And, Jason, one of the points that I made yesterday is uh, same thing. Where's the, where's the Resistance dudes? Where are, where, where are the men? Where are the men? Amen. And, we got to step up, Coach. We got to step up. So, so yeah, I uh, I left the fire service, and then I really caught fire. So, so I'm ready to <laughs> I'm ready to hang out with you, bro. All right, buddy. We'll get I'll get a hold of you, and we'll get we'll get you on here next uh, one day next week. Thanks for being there, Jason. Hey, Jason. By the way, you'll love this crew. You're gonna get hooked. You better be careful. You're gonna get hooked. Yeah, Dr. this Paul, is these are some Go good people. I uh, oh, man, you I tell me? you, uh, like I tell the teenagers. Uh, confession leads to healing, boys. Confession yes, leads to healing. Come on. It does, baby. It does. Cleans the soul out. Come on in, Paul. Thanks, Coach. That's perfect. Uh, you gave me kind of inspiration where I'm going today. You know that uh, Dr. Malone is doxing the... Uh, I unbelievable. Unbelievable, Paul. I did see that. Okay. Madison Hawthorne is doxing, and obviously I'm doxing those asshole Masons. Anybody in this in in this feed here who's a Mason, you better reconsider what you're, you're doing. Anyway, uh, I want one point, um, and I think Ray, uh, Reggie will uh, understand what I'm saying. Also, I, I have very close friends who've had abortions, um, and uh, their lives aren't good. Um, I've seen them. I've seen them. What people might call schizophrenia. It ain't schizophrenia, man. It's a spirit. It's a spirit of death, brother. It's a spirit of death that never leaves them. Um, it 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 can with some serious healing. Though. Oh no, I get it. No, I get it. No, it can. But if they are not, if they won't confess it and admit it, yes, and repent of it, and it takes <laughs> prayer, my friend. It really does. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dennis, come on in. <clears throat> Thank you, Coach. Um, just I, I'm, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir on this one, but I mean. The FBI and other federal enforcement agencies, they're the new Praetorian Guard. Yes, Think about they it. They're, they're protecting Caesar. Yep. You know, the, 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 our leaders, quote unquote, have lifted themselves up to deities and then they put these, you know, Praetorian Guard, a.k.a. Gestapo, you know, as buffers so we can't get to them. 
So that's where we call upon and appeal to heaven for, you know, his firepower. Hey, Dennis, let let there be no doubt they're scared of us, brother. Huh? They need to be. They are. They're scared of us. They're scared of that. uh, What I talk about that rude awakening and the great awakening. Oh yeah. They're very, they're very scared. I'm going, I'm going to make this prediction right here. Somebody write it down. Somebody write it down. Today's a four, seven, 2022, four, seven, 22. Joe Biden is done. As president of the United States, he is done. I don't know whether it's going to be a month. I don't know whether it's going to be two months. Joe Biden, in a very short period of time, will no longer be president of the United States. No, I'm just, I'm just telling you. He is, he is a, he's a, uh, a millstone around the Democratic Party. He has nothing to offer them. He's done everything that they want to do, uh, but he's done. Now, listen, they won't do it till they get rid of Kamala Harris. Boom. They know Kamala Harris can't be president of the United States, too. So we are going to see, write it down, we're going to see something happen to expose Kamala Harris. She's going to have to quit, and they're going to appoint somebody as vice president. Of the, you mark my words. They're going to appoint somebody as vice president of the United States. And then Joe Biden will, something will happen with Joe Biden. I don't know what it will be. I'm going to tell you something. This, you think I'm crazy? I don't pray for his protection. I don't pray. I'm sorry. I don't. I do not pray for Joe Biden's protection. I don't. But I'm going to tell you. You better. You better know this. Number one, Barack Obama is still president of the United States. And come hell or high water, he will be exalted again into that. You. You mark my word. Whether somebody appoints him as vice president of the United States, whether they. Whether they appoint. Uh, uh, his his uh, husband, Michael, as president of the United States, you mark my word, you write it down. Joe, they're done with Joe Biden. They're done with him. Myra, come on in. Coach, I re- have recorded that prophecy, your prophecy. Um, Thank you. In re- yes, of course. In regard to injustice, we read in Proverbs 11, 1, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Hallelujah. 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 Hey, folks, I just got a, I just got a text message from uh, Michelle in South Africa. Hey, Joe, can, uh, ch- listen, I, have to, I got to deal with this. This says, Coach, I tagged no, coach, Larry. No, Coach, you do I, not I, have to deal with it. Shut her down. 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 I tagged Larry and Silver to prove that you blocked me. I never blocked a person on this show ever. So how do you want me to reach out if you don't actually want to be reached? Such arrogance, coach, but I will try again. This is my third email in a week. Michelle, that's exactly why I don't want to talk to you. You're talking to Larry and to Silver and saying I'm, that I banned you. No, I tagged them. Case closed. I'm allowed Case to closed. tag anyone. You Case closed. If I banned you, you wouldn't be here now. Come on, come on in, Joe Allen. Coach, I just want to go off of you and Dennis. The Pandora, Pandora's box has been opened. Yes. In what way, Joe? About Biden, Harris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, there's no going back. He is a, he's an anchor. He's an anchor to their plans. He, Folks, I'm, you just mark it down. Just mark it down. 
We're going to see it. Joe Carrico. Hi, Coach. I just want to confirm that I believe they're going to appoint Obama because there is an argument that that isn't being elected to the role. That's being that's right. That's right. That's right. And, point uh, he was he's controlling. Hey, Joe. Like he, he's controlling it anyway. Whether he's in that office or not, he's pulling all the strings. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, um, but I have a feeling this that it's not going to happen the way they're playing. They want the way they want it to happen. That's right. We're going to pre, we're going to pray against that, aren't we? We're going to break their teeth, Lord. Huh? We're going to expose them. Those who dig a ditch fall back in it. Those who push a rock up, they'll have it roll back down on them. That's what we believe. Betty, come on in. Good morning. Um, I have to agree with you because um, Obama said a few years back that he would run the country and somebody would be wearing an earplug. That's and right. That is happening now. Well, he he appeared yesterday, didn't he? Didn't he come out of hiding yesterday? Yeah, I'm sorry. He came out of hiding yesterday, right? Obama was in the White House yesterday, right? Folks, come on. Come on. And what did Joe Biden call him? He Joe Biden identified himself yesterday as Barack Obama's vice president. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> come on. You hear Barack say vice president Biden and vice president Harris? And then he I didn't. Said, there you go, man. It's right in front of us. Kevin, come on in. Coach, I concur with you, but this is how I think it's going to happen. I think they're going to indict Biden and Hunter, and then whoever they put in his place, whoever it shows, whether it's Harris or whoever, it doesn't matter, they're going to pardon him. That's how it's going to go down. He's of no good to them. He's of no good to them. Yes, but he's going to take, he's going to take the fall. They'll pardon him. Okay, Okay, we'll see. Yeah. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into that. I made either my way, statement. Either way, he's going down, and he's uh, the order's been given. He's of no use to them. Get get him out of there. Yeah, no, no, Come on in, Dale. A- Amen, brother. Well, let me just let's just turn the blinker on and turn left, brother. I had an incredible encounter. I tried calling you, but brother. I, I, I'm over at my son's house, this lady next door. I've always seen her wears red, white, and blue hats and everything. So I, I was getting something in my car, and I just said hey to her. I heard this accent. I said, where are you from with that accent? She goes, I'm from the Ukraine. Brother, man, let me tell you what. If you want to hear news, hear news from the horse's mouth, not from the media. You know what she told me, Coach, right off the bat? Don't believe the media. She's got family there. She goes back and forth from there. And she said, not only that, she goes, the Ukrainians are ticked off because the people of Ukraine are fighting, but the military is nowhere to be found. She goes, don't believe the media. She goes, you're the president of the United States. He is wicked. He's evil. And the COVID's not real. I'm like, this lady, she gets it. And she's from Ukraine. I just had to share that. Amen. Rochelle and Lisa. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. About there. Yep. Okay. Um, I just wanted to jump on your prophecy real quick. I uh, This is something I heard, and it is scuttlebutt. I can't mm. prove it, but I heard that Kamala Harris was somehow involved um, in the Je- – remember the Jesse Smollett hoax? Yeah. Yes, she was in that, yes. Yes, yeah, so that could be how they could – They got to uh, get somebody in vice president. Yeah, but they got to get somebody in vice president before they can bring Biden down. So I don't know, I don't know what order it's going to happen, right? Right. 
Right. I was just seeing how they could do it. They have so many ways. They've got uh, yeah. a, a lot in their playbooks. Amen. Amen. Lisa. I don't know if uh, you guys heard yesterday came out that um, this is such a heartbreaker um, that the military vote from overseas, uh, they they were allowed. I think it was Schumer that changed the rule or something. They could email their votes. And so they came in, they, they printed them out on typing paper. They put them through the machines and um, almost except for the actual physical mailed in votes um every single vote from the military overseas was for biden in so many counties um so when the military finds out not only did they jab them with poison to kill them they also stole their vote which they were fighting for amen (laughs) if nothing hidden it'll not be revealed mr zero come on in Hey, hey get, uh, get my commentary up there for me, if you real, could, real quick, uh, Spencer. Go ahead. Uh, Obama exposed himself when he was the president. And you'll understand if you dig into when he called it ISIL instead of ISIS. Yes. That exposed who this man is and will be exposed as. L Amen. is for Levant. You need to, people need to research that word Levant. He's uh, he's still running he, the show. He's, he's an upcoming player in end times prophetic prophecies. Craig, uh, Southern Muffalo, come in. Well, I just say that nothing's changed since the Indians. The white man speaketh with a fork of tongue. They were talking about our government, weren't they? It must have been, yeah. And but hey, Amen. the pastors prophesy, prophesy lies, and people love it that way. We love it. We vote for him. Huh? It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Jack, come on in. Yeah, um, I've been saying for years and years that every one of these people in high places has a dossier, and they have something on all of them. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. It wouldn't be there. That's how they control them. So they can take Harris. They can take any of them out anytime they want. But we should be the ones that are taking out these evil doers, and we don't know how to do it. Tools. We need tools. We do. Yes, sir. I'm with you. Randy. I disagree, Jack. I disagree, brother. I think the prophetic tools that we took to their gates took them out. I think the words we spoke at Obama's gates, coach, took him out. It set it in motion. I think we did the same thing with Biden. I mean, we listen, God's plan way bigger than us. Yep. It's way bigger, Coach, and I'm telling you, our trips were not in vain. None of them were. Everything we did there was a prophetic obedience by us to do something God had it in, in mind, and it's going to happen. Just You don't look at what you see. Don't, don't look at the things. Look at the unseen. Look at what God is going to do because he has enough people that will obey what he's going to do and be part of it. And, and go stand and speak what he wants to do. That's what we do, Coach. So, Randy, I um, keep doing it. That's boots on the ground. The Holy Spirit gave me this picture, okay? This is the way I see it. Uh, those of us who claim the name of Christ, we are all, uh, we're all part of the family. Those of us who claim the name of Christ. But some of us aren't loyal family members. Some of us aren't. The Holy Spirit knows that, that we're not loyal family members. But I want you to know this. 
that those of us who are true uh, saints in the, in, because of our relationship with Jesus Christ, his love and his protection is above us and around us more than we can even, even understand. And if you think about your own family, your own family, you have five kids, and four of them are good children. Well, let's, let's reverse it. Say four of them are rebellious children, and one of your children is a perfect angel, does everything. As a parent, will you permit those four unruly children to take out the, the one honest one? The answer is no. No, you won't do that. And I think Almighty God's a better daddy than me. And I happen to believe that he is going to be faithful to his word to me, to other ones who stand and believe in righteousness, that he's not going to stand idly by and watch these bully brothers of mine who aren't really my brothers pick me apart. There will be a judgment coming for them. We are going to see it, folks. We are going to see it. He said he would never leave me. He would never forsake me. He's talking about any one of you who carry deeply in honor the name of Christ. He's never going to leave you. He has not appointed us in the wrath. Now, you can say that a lot of you tie the rapture to that. I don't tie the rapture to that. There's wrath coming, and I'm not appointed to it. Whatever that means, it ain't going to fall on me. It ain't going to fall on those of us out there who are, who are diligently seeking the truth of God and the heart of God. Would you, would, you, would you punish one of your children who's done everything you asked them to do? Of course you wouldn't. You say, well, coach, um, uh, uh, God can't, can't do anything about it because there's so many sinful people around. Well, folks, that's why he put us there. We're supposed to expose those unholy people so that mm-hmm. those of us who are followers of Christ are protected. It's our job. He has given us the power to be able to do that. His love for his true children is immeasurable. He loves you more than you could ever love one of your children. More than you could ever love one of your children. He loves you more than that. If you're really one of his children. Because he said, my sheep hear my voice. And I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of sheep that ain't hearing his voice. They're hearing another voice. And if I'm hearing his voice, he's not appointed me under wrath. That's, that's, that's the way I see it. I don't know how it's going to play out. But I believe God is a man that he sh- shall not lie. Boy, i got to hurry up here. Uh, Myra, then Mel. Yes, Coach. Um, I found a message in the Message Bible, actually. Romans 8.37 in regard to what you just uh, talked about. He knows us far better than we know ourselves. Knows our pregnant condition and keep us present before God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And he's not going to leave us. and He's not going to desert us. And he said, I've given you the power to clean up all that mess around you. Would you do it? Hey, how about doing that? I gave you the power to clean that mess up. Will you? Will you? Mel, come on in. Then Emma. Yeah, what you just said reminds me in Psalm 91 when it talks about um, only with your eyes will you see the reward of the wicked. So we're going to see the bad that happens, but it's only going to be our eyes that see it. And um, anyway, that gives me encouragement. Amen. Me too. Emma. 
<laughs> Coach, I believe that those who have pretended to be Christians but have taken this jab are going to be uh, reap the benefit of that, and that's how God's wrath is going to come upon them. Mm. That would certainly be a good way to do it, wouldn't it, Emma? Huh? Right? Yeah. We, nobody knows how it's going to play out. It's if I know that uh, I abide in the secret place of the Most High, and I abide under the shadow. I know that. And I trust him, that he's not going to leave me, he's not going to forsake me, and he's not appointed me under wrath. But I also know this, that he raised me up for such a time as this to do something for the kingdom. Rather than sit around and pray. Pray for the rapture. Pray I get out of it. Julie, come on in. Last one, and I want to give my commentary. I want to read it today. Go ahead, Julie. Oh. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, team. Um, when you were talking about um, the wrath and stuff, it says in Isaiah 10, See the Lord, the, lo- the Lord Almighty, will top off the boughs with great power. The lofty trees will be failed. The tall ones will be brought low. Amen. Amen. We want to see those trees brought low. I believe that, Julie. I believe it. By the way, Kellen did a great job for us yesterday. You should be proud of him. Oh, yep. I am very <clears> proud of him. Thank you for his that opportunity. Yep, he did. A, he did a great job. Bring up, bring up my commentary today. <clears throat> this I wrote this uh, a lot yesterday afternoon as I was cooking a turkey, and uh, I think this is pretty profound. I don't always say that. I think this one is pretty profound. If you don't mind, if you bear with me here a second. Title of it is just doing my job. It's hard to find a more poignant dialogue than the brief give and take between Luke and the prison guard in the old classical movie, classic movie, Cool Hand Luke. Luke, played by Paul Newman, had just spent a hot afternoon working on a chain gang in sweltering heat. And as he was heading to the bunkhouse for supper and recovery, one of the guards softly called out his name. Luke? Cool hand Luke stopped in his tracks, gave a weary sigh, and slowly turned to face the guard who had just uttered his name. Night in the box, the guard sheepishly spoke. Luke dejectedly turned, rolled his eyes, and followed the guard into the box, which served as a solitary confinement for those inmates who had violated protocol. The clearly conflicted guard opened the wooden door, sat a metal pot on the floor that served as a a toilet, and ashamedly said, Sorry, Luke. Just doing my job. Ah, boss, Luke chortled. Call on your job. Don't make it right. Cool Hand Luke could never have uttered more appropriate words for the times in which we now find ourselves living. That's what the Nuremberg trials were all about. Obedient soldiers were held accountable for simply following orders. But the judges ruling over the trials determined that calling it one's job did not make something right. In fact, one had a duty to disobey an illegal order. Before he was chosen as the first president of our country, already elbowed deep in civil disobedience, George Washington once quipped that rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. He knew of what he spoke as he bravely and boldly stared down 
the most powerful military force in the world. His buddy Patrick Henry brazenly stated in a session of Congress, give me liberty or give me death. Both men meant what they said. Both men followed the rough road of rebellion against tyranny. Both men chose to do the right thing in the face of authoritarian wrong. No matter how often men may try and justify their actions, there's never a right way to do wrong. The Constitution grants no inalienable right to do the wrong thing. Our leadership has left, let us down. He couldn't even understand the basic premise that Cool Hand Luke so clearly explained. Blaming immoral actions on the false virtue that somehow following tyrannical orders was the right thing to do is how the conscience of man is enticed away from the unwritten moral code stamped in the heart. There's no moral right nor obligation to do wrong. Many years from now, as historians endeavor to catalog and explain the blind obedience to tyrants so readily exhibited by those whom Almighty God charged with opposing evil, our posterity will gasp in amazement at the ease with which godly men capitulated to the forced surrender of individual liberty. It's for the common good! will be the curtain behind which cowardly and confused men will justify their obedience to those who slap chains over the shoulders of them and their posterity. Cowardice has consequences. Cowards die a thousand deaths. Sam Adams, the firebrand of the revolution, stated, folks, put this in 2022. If you love wealth better than liberty, the tranquility of servitude better than the animating contest of freedom. Go home from us in peace. We ask not your counsels or your arms. Crouch down and lick the hands of Fauci and Biden and Pelosi. May your chain set lightly upon you. And may posterity forget that you are even one of our countrymen. I wonder if Mr. Adams would have complied with Dr. Fauci and his band of Luciferians. As I look over my shoulder at the events of the last two years, I can't help but search my own soul as to my own compliance with the illegal edicts of unrighteous government. Bonhoeffer famously stated, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. Good I'm sorry, I lost that. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. In the face of tyranny, cowardice often masquerades as virtue. Oh, I got that one right from the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. In the face of tyranny, cowardice masquerades as virtue. Fear is hidden in blind acquiescence. Cowardly compliance is no virtue, and obedience is no excuse. 
Perilous days lie ahead for America. The chains will not hang lightly. Our children and grandchildren will pay a terrible cost. The children of the greatest generation have gone down without a whimper. Pastors, teachers, doctors, lawyers, clergymen, parents, policemen have let us down in this most critical of hours. Adherence to fear is nothing more than subtle suicide. The death of a million dreams occurred while we huddled in fear. God cannot be pleased. Fear is the fuel of compromised capitulation. Just doing my job. That will ring hollow in the annals of history. I hear tell the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Calling it your job will pave our way to serfdom. It's where we are. And see, we try to we try to powder, puff up, color over all these supposed virtuous things that we do, when in fact all they're doing is covering up and hiding our cowardice. It's all does. It's all everything we've done has been compliance out of fear. Everything we've done. Everything. Obedience to tyrants, disobedient to tyrants, is obedience to God. What's the church telling us? Church is telling us, obey, fall in line, give up your liberty. It's for the greater good. Some of us uh, will have to pay a price. Got to be willing to do it. God bless you. See you tomorrow.